saying the music to me. I'm living in the moment. How many of you are living in the moment? Woohoo! I'm living in the moment with you. So I'm going to take you back out of this moment for a minute. But actually, there's this idea, right, that if you're living in the moment, then you can't plan for the future. You can't think about the past. And I don't think that that's exactly true. I think you can live in the moment, but then just bring yourself fully into this moment, thinking about the past or planning for the future. So in this moment, we're going to think about our past for a moment. And last week, we had a discussion on rewiring unconscious patterns. And all of these gray cards up on our webs were your intention on what you were going to do to practice that, right? To rewire your unconscious pattern. So how many of you took me up on that last week? All right, thank you. Those of you who didn't do it, you'll have an opportunity again this week. But for those of you who did do it, I know, I have absolutely no doubt that you had some kind of an aha, new understanding, an insight that came as you worked on rewiring your unconscious pattern. So who just can't wait to share what you discovered? Can't wait. Can't wait. Oh, Jim. Yay. Yay, Jim. Thanks for playing along. You're welcome. So not a big aha moment, but uh, mine was don't eat after 8 o'clock. So that's been my thing. So it's a snack or eat too much after 8 o'clock. So that was my commitment. So I was pretty good about this. Okay, So this was um, first days especially good, and then later on perhaps not quite so um, perfect. Okay, All but right. that was my experience. It's amazing, though. You just choose something like that, right? Like I'm not going to eat after 8 o'clock, and then the next thing you know, 8 o'clock hits, and if it's me, I'm going... But I'm so hungry. I'll die if I don't eat something. You know, those unconscious patterns that motivate us and lead through us, right? Anybody else? Oh, I see a Mary Lee. She's like cautiously putting her hand up, it looks like. It's all good. Mine was to have better choices for food. Um, I'm usually pretty good, but I've been off the wagon for a while. So, uh, I noticed that I got excited about going back to the foods that I liked. And so, I found that um, I went to the grocery store and my, my refrigerator is packed with good food. Awesome. So, I don't have that many choices, you know, kind of thing. So, so you're eating good food this week. How did that make you feel inside? Good. Make me feel good. Anybody else? Ah, Carl. Here it, Carl. I have a real bad problem with uh, Sour Patch candies. <laughs> I buy them by the family size bag and devour them like crazy. So this week, I decided that I was going to go cold turkey, no Sour Patch kids. And I felt so good. I didn't have my regular sugar buzz. I all kinds of things, good things that happened. And I didn't end up with gummy fingers either. <laughs> I'm noticing a pattern here. Anybody noticing this pattern? Like, we've all got these unconscious patterns of food eating. So, yay us! Getting conscious. So, we are uh, continuing this week in our discussion on um, discovering your soul signature with Tanaskasai. 
And today we are looking at this idea of this harmonious present moment. This harmonious present moment. And so I'm aware and have shared with you all in the past that, you know, we can't breathe in the past. Anybody able to breathe in the past? Anybody able to breathe in the future? No? No? We can't experience God in the past either. And we can't experience God in the future either. And we can't experience... seconds to a minute. It was a minute. One minute. It felt like forever. felt like it was forever to me. But it was just one minute. Tanash Desai, in one of the days of, of this past week that I read, talked about that, how we go through life rushing from moment to moment to moment to moment, thinking about all that we have to do or all that we have done. And it feels like life is rushing by. Does anybody feel that way? Roberta and I had a conversation about that this week. And she said, and I think I agree with her, that, you know, when you're three, a day is a big portion of your life. But once you get to be 60, you know, it's just a blip. And so the older you get, the quicker time seems to fly by. And we fill up our our moments of our days thinking about what we should have done in the past or what we're going to be doing in the future, and we forget to be present here now. But when we can stop in this moment and breathe in this moment and be still in this moment, isn't it amazing how time expands? And how long a minute can feel? So we are today talking about this idea of being in this harmonious present moment. So were you aware, as we were sitting there in that stillness, what was going through your mind? What were you thinking? Oh, this is uncomfortable. Breath. You are focused on your breath. 
connecting with the divine. You are feeling peaceful. You are feeling gratitude. You felt yourself slowing down. I was connecting with everyone else in this moment. Anything else? Tracy. <laughs> she's so quiet. When is she going to talk? Oh, I pray she's going to say something else. I didn't come here for this. <laughs> I was up here thinking myself, you know, like, hmm, the minute is a long time. Breathe, breathe. Where did this silly idea come from? Oh, just breathe. How about if you just smile at everybody? Breathe. Oh, I hope this minute is done soon. This is getting really uncomfortable. Breathe. Right? And just like that, we are each pulled out of this harmonious present moment, which in reality is the only moment that exists. Can you see that? This harmonious present moment, this here, this now, is where eternity exists. It's where the place of time without beginning and without end exists. It's where we can experience the power and presence of God, the only place we can here, now. And how uncomfortable we sometimes get with this harmonious present moment. Kate. <laughs> Thank you, Kate. So Kate trusted that this was going somewhere, that I had something for you in this. I was trusting it too, Kate. <laughs> yes, and that allows you to relax into this moment. And you can trust this moment. You can relax into this moment. But how often do we not trust the moment? It's easy to be in this harmonious present moment when everything is going right. When we're experiencing that place of joy, of happiness, when we're experiencing that place of peace where life is good. Oh, I must have done everything right because this moment is good. And we can experience this harmonious present moment in those moments. But what happens when this harmonious present moment doesn't appear to be too harmonious? What do we do with that? This too will pass. We talked about that not long ago, didn't we? But even in that, this too will pass. It's like wanting to get out of whatever this moment is. Yeah. Let me share, and I apologize, I know the name, Jesse. I was laughing with my sister, I couldn't think of the first name. Jesse is sharing that she was familiar with this kind of an idea, that Eckhart Tolle does this. And that she was comfortable with it until my attention came to her. And then to sit and be in that still place with that attention focused on you, then that became uncomfortable. 
So what distracts you? What do you use to distract you from the discomfort of this harmonious present moment? Almost anything. (laughs) Well, that leaves it way out there, doesn't it, Terry? With keeping busy? Keeping busy, busy, busy. Busy, busy, busy. What else? What do you use? The breath. That I use this breath when this harmonious present moment feels a little uncomfortable. You go to your breath. You breathe. What else? What do you use to distract you? Jessica. You shut down sensation. What else? What do you do? Yes, Peggy. You go to the woods. You go to the woods. Bringing yourself back into this harmonious present moment. I heard something over here. Yes, Joanne. I watch TV. There we go. There we go. I watch TV. Sandy. A quick meditation. Bring myself back into this harmonious present moment. In the chapter or the day in which, um, now I've got effort on my mind, um, in which we're talking about addictions, Tanakh tells us that addictions are our distractions. It's what we use to distract ourselves. So when, when I tend to think of addictions, I tend to think of those big things, right? Alcohol and drugs and that sort of thing. But from this perspective, addiction becomes anything that I use to take myself out of whatever this moment's experience is. I became aware on that particular day that one of the things that I use is food to distract me when I'm bored. How many of you are comfortable with just being bored? Oh, it's hard. It's hard to be bored. We're not taught to be bored. We're taught to be busy. So we all feel really comfortable being busy, keeping ourselves distracted. But as soon as that distraction is gone and we're bored and I sit there with that boredom, the first thought to go through my mind is I need something to eat. And then I'll go get my something to eat. And then I'll come back and there's still boredom. And so then I might pull out my tablet. Getting into the electronics. Wonder what's happening in the news. I wonder who has a good Facebook post out there. I wonder, and I'm looking, distracting, not wanting to just sit and be bored. I read somewhere this week about what we're, we're doing a great disservice to our children because we don't allow them to be bored anymore. We fill up every moment of their day with something to entertain them. How many of you remember going on a long car trip when you were young? Right? What did you do to alleviate the boredom? Sing, played games, read a book, right? Counted Volkswagen Beagles, Slugabug Red, right? Just watch the scenery go by, right? Today, and I say this without judgment because I totally understand why it's done, but today what I've noticed is so oftentimes the kids in the back seats have their tablets in front of them, being entertained during their car ride. And I totally understand it. I truly do because I'm uncomfortable with boredom. So if I'm uncomfortable with boredom, I'm going to do whatever I can to help the children to be distracted so they don't feel that uncomfortable boredom. But it's sad that we are doing a disservice to our children, that there is 
value and just sitting and just being and just allowing ourselves to feel the uncomfortable of boredom. And guess what? If I can't be comfortable with a simple thing like being bored, then how in the world am I ever going to approach a moment where I'm feeling sad and be comfortable with that? Where I'm feeling angry and being uncomfortable with that? Where I'm feeling judgmental and being be comfortable with that? If I can't even allow myself to feel the feeling of boredom, Here, now, we get to experience this harmonious present moment. But what does that look like when what is showing up in that moment feels less than harmonious? What is it then when we're in the middle of an argument with somebody that we love, but we're in the middle of an argument with them? And it feels like this is less than a harmonious moment to me. What does it feel like when, because so many brought up food, what does it feel like when I step on the scale? To be in the harmonious present moment of that. What does it feel like when the doctor's office has given me a diagnosis that doesn't feel good at all? To be in this harmonious, present moment. It's so easy to imagine it when all is good. I pulled up here this morning and I parked in my typical parking spot and out back laying in the grass of the deer. Right? Oh, we can all feel the harmonious, present moment of that. What does it feel like when that same deer in the summertime is in my garden eating my cucumbers? Right? How do we become engaged, no matter what is occurring, in that roller coaster of life, the high of the highs and the low of the lows, to be in the harmonious present moment? So anybody know what in unity is the harmonizing power? The harmonizing power of... Yes, who said it? Love, you got it, Joanne. Joanne, yes, love is the harmonizing power. Love is the harmonizing power. Now, those of you who know A Course in Miracles and have studied A Course in Miracles, you know that A Course in Miracles teaches that there is only love or... Look at how easy you need that answer. That's interesting, isn't it? I know that one. There's love or there's fear. There's love it is fear. No matter what it is that we're experiencing outside of love, whether it's sadness, depression, anxiety, um, worry, doubt, concern, any of those things, its basis is in fear. So whenever I'm going through an uncomfortable present moment that I want to distract myself from and get out of where you and I are at is in a place of fear. So how do we bring ourselves harmoniously back to this moment? There's only love or fear. Now we're taught, Scripture tells us, unity teaches that God is what? God is love. So how do I bring myself back to this harmonious present moment and to breathe and remember that that divine power and presence and I are one? 
that I have within me all that I need to meet whatever this gift of this moment is. Even those things that I would call less than ideal or negative. That I have within me all that I need to meet this moment. And so if it's in the midst of an argument with a loved one, and I say, I want to be that harmonious present moment, and I take a breath, it might mean that I've got to give up the need to be right in that moment. It may mean that I've got to let my defenses drop in that moment. It might mean that spirit inside of me and that wisdom inside of me is saying, shut up. Offer your hand. Look in their eyes. Tell them you love them. And watch in that present moment how the harmony returns in that moment. If I'm sitting in the doctor's office and I've gotten a diagnosis and it's not a diagnosis that I want to hear and that moment feels less than harmonious, I need to stop. Take a breath, as said I recommended. Take a breath and remember, wait a minute. God is here. God is the source of everything is here. God provides the way here. Wisdom is guiding me here. Strength is uplifting me here. Divine ideas are arriving here. All is well here. Can you breathe and remember that and just be with whatever the experience is? This is hard work. It is. For me. So I got to keep practicing it over and over again. So when you walked in today, you received two red cards. One has a ribbon on it, and one does not. I want you to pull those cards out, and if you need one, I want you to raise your hand, and the ushers will bring one by. And you also need a pen, so if you need a pen, also raise your hand and keep them raised until they come by and bring you what you need. Jennifer's coming around on this side. Paul's going to go over to that side. Keep your hands up. And some of you are already writing because you know what I'm going to invite you to do. Our spiritual practice is one that you get to decide. What does it look like this week for you to practice being in this harmonious, present moment? What does it look like for you? Stop and give thanks before putting food in my mouth. Just stop and giving thanks for that food that I'm about to put in my mouth helps me to be in this harmonious present moment. Live for today and be observant. Become like a child. Get curious about life. What new is here to discover? Be in this harmonious present moment. And as you set your intention, then at some point before you leave today, what I'm going to invite you to do is to come put your intention, the one with the ribbon on it, up on our web. We're, we're building all of these intentions on our web of how people are working these ideas. And then take the other one home with you. Put it where you're going to remember it. Mine is the same as it's been the last two weeks. I will do my daily readings morning, noon, and night. Anybody else challenged by that one? 
Yeah, I mean, I've got an alarm set, and I still only got it five days out of seven, you know? So I'm going to practice that one again. And what I want to leave you with is to know that no matter what this moment holds, God is there. We're promised that. This is the wrong bulletin. This is from our scripture today. Our scripture from today comes from the book of Proverbs. Remember not the former things, only to the past. Nor consider the things of old. How often do I live in the past? Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I will make a way, God says, in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. You have all that you need. I have all that I need to be fully present in this moment. Will you join me in remembering that this week? That was pretty good. But I saw how few hands went up. I'm going to ask it again. Will you really practice this with me this week? If you and I take this on, we can change the world. Do you believe it? Let's do it. Thank you. God bless. Oh, wait a minute, because I forgot last service, and I was not going to forget this service. Red. Red represents the power of life. It's what we're giving life to. We can give life to fear. There's plenty of people out there doing that, aren't there? Or we can give life to love. And if we give life to love, every moment will become a harmonious. Thank you.